Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a title. Are you ready? Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness is in the house. Never heard of him. Jonas Knox. The story is Jonas Knox. <laughs> yeah, Chief. This will be good. Like I said, Jonas Knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of. What's going on here? And now, live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, here's Jonas Knox. You're really going through with this, huh, Chief? So we've got ourselves some holdover anger, some holdover anger in the NFL by one man in particular. We will get into all of that coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You bet your ass. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Saturday. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until noon Eastern time, 10 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. It is the final weekend before Christmas, uh, which means it's going to be a nightmare out there on the roads and the shopping malls. You have not finished your Christmas shopping. I'm about uh, I'm I'm approaching about 25 percent done, Uh, 25 percent done uh, which means uh, you know there's going to be a lot of uh, you know a, a quick draw kind of uh, lotto scratchers gift cards etc etc to try I and round things out because let's be honest you can't trust anything getting delivered on time uh, uh, stuff like I had a package delivered that was opened arrived on the doorstep opened and it didn't literally I'm not making that up what? and didn't it's not like it went to the wrong house and the neighbors accidentally opened it it was open when it arrived from the mail carrier. I could see it on the camera. <laughs> what are we doing? Trying on clothes in the oh, Amazon <laughs> truck? <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, every, like, oh, this is a nice jacket. I'll try this on. Why not? Like, it just so, so again, uh, have fun with all that. Uh, it is going to be, uh, we're all in this together. It's going to be a, a chaotic uh, last few days before uh, Christmas arrives, and, uh, and we'll try and have as much fun as we can. We're going to have some fun on this show. Uh, but unfortunately... We got to start with a a not so ideal situation. All right. So so the not so ideal situation in the NFL is the COVID, I don't know if outbreaks the right term. Uh I don't know if wildfires the right term. Uh I don't know if uh uh absolute uh, uh chaos and dysfunction and confusion. I'm going to go with confusion. The COVID confusion I think is going to be the word we're going to go with here. Reading through the latest details, uh, reading through the latest protocols, uh, what teams are supposed to do, uh, how they're supposed to behave around the facilities, the number of people that are supposed to be around each other, workout rooms, grab and go instead of sitting at the cafeteria, etc., etc., etc. I got dizzy two days ago trying to understand it. So to sum it up, 
the protocols are basically going to go back to what they were in 2020 as far as social distancing and all that from the season that year. All right. Difference is stadiums are going to be filled with people. And then you're also seeing uh, uh, stuff come out that players who test positive for COVID because they've realized that the new uh, strand of COVID, because it seems like a new strand pops up every six months, but the new strand of COVID uh, is uh, a lot more mild, but more contagious. So they're not so uh, worried about things like they were with the original strand. And so uh, now if players uh, uh, test uh, positive for COVID, once they return, they're never going to be tested the rest of the season. Like there's all sorts of moving parts that are out there, but this is not an ideal situation for anybody at all. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, uh, he also uh, is one of these teams and owners that has been affected by this. Uh, Mark Davis, in speaking with uh, with ESPN, uh, talked about uh, you know just sort of the situation. He talked with Paul Gutierrez of ESPN, and he said, uh, you know, the Raiders are moving the game back two days because the Raiders and Browns were set to play later on today. Now they're going to be moved back to Monday. That uh, you know, he said it's a competitive disadvantage to the Raiders. Uh, he said uh, health and safety is always number one, but it's tough. Maybe Cleveland should travel to Las Vegas. That would make it more fair, so on and so forth. All of it, valid points. Because now the Raiders are going to have to plan a short week when they had been planning to get ready to go play on Saturday and, 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 and get a de facto extra day to get ready for a final push to try and make a run at the postseason. A little bit of a long shot, but the Raiders are still alive. And so he looks at it and goes, you know, this is not an ideal situation. This is, you know, like this is, uh, we're being put in a bad spot. I got news for you. It's not ideal for anybody involved. Nobody involved in any of this is looking at this and going, you know what? Good for us. Like, yeah, the Raiders are 100% vaccinated, uh, if that means anything to you. Also, the uh, the Raiders are, uh, you know, they don't have any uh, any COVID issues that they're dealing with. And, and Mark Davis pointed out, you know, last year uh, in 2020, uh, our entire offensive line got COVID and they didn't push the game back and they didn't they didn't cater to us when it came to that. Look, the NFL is trying to figure this thing out. Do you want to fault the NFL for not putting together a better plan in the offseason? All of that is fair. Because there were a lot of people who pointed to this possibility later in the season, and the NFL said, no, we're not moving games. No, we're not moving games. No, we're not moving games. And then all of a sudden, Friday, the week of, they're like, all right, we're going to move some games. So, all like, listen, all of it is fair. The criticism is fair. But when Mark Davis comes out and starts talking about how what a disadvantage they're at, uh, this is not ideal for us, dude, you think it's ideal for anybody else? You think players around the league are looking at this and going, oh, man, this is an ideal spot for us. Look at this. I mean, think about it, guys. All we got to do is catch COVID, and we don't get to get tested the rest of the season. Ideal situation. You think coaches around the league look at this like it's an ideal situation? Creatures of habit. Put together a game plan. Know what's coming up. It's why everybody pays such close attention to what the schedule is going to be like when the schedules come out in May or whatever it is, because they want to know what's our plan. When's our bye week? How do we adjust around that? What's our approach? What's the longest road trip? Where are we traveling to? All of that stuff. You think fans who had tickets to go to these games thinking, hey, man, I work uh, nights 
You know, I, I work nights during the week, but you know what? I got Sunday off. I'm going to go see a game. So now they've got to take off right before the holidays to go catch a game, a game that they had been planning for. You don't think there's there's probably fans who pinpointed this one game? Maybe this was an early Christmas gift saying, we're going to send you to a game on Sunday or Saturday against the, LA Ra- against the Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to make that happen. You don't think fans are sitting there going, well, now what? We were getting ready to go, having a day off on the weekend, going to see a football game, and now we've got to give up our tickets because the game got moved to Monday. Dude, it's not ideal for anybody. Nobody looks at this and says, that's a win for us. Nobody does. Garrett Gilbert, who may start for the Washington football team, another game that got moved because of COVID. Another game in which a team is going to have a short week because they're playing on Tuesday and they're definitely in the mix for a playoff spot. Garrett Gilbert, when he got the call from Washington, he missed it. You know what else he missed? The other 24 calls because his phone was in the other room because he was bathing his daughter. (laughs) Think about that. Guy's in the middle of giving his daughter a bath. Wife comes in with the phone and says, you got 25 missed calls. Wonder who it is. Washington football team. Hey, we've had a COVID outbreak in our locker room. Want to start an NFL game in a couple days? Like, dude, it's not ideal for anybody. Everybody's scrambling to figure this out. But make no mistake. This is holdover anger. That's all this is. This is holdover anger by Mark Davis. And I don't think it's got anything to do with COVID. Like, everybody's been in this spot before where you think you got over something. You think you and your spouse or girlfriend or better half had a conversation. You think you came to an understanding. You think you all of a sudden realize uh, each other's faults and what each other is trying to get across. And you think, you know what? We figured this thing out. Communication was on point. We're ready to go. Let's move forward. And then all of a sudden, a few weeks later, start getting into a little bit of an argument. And next thing you know, what do they do? Reach back into the recycling bin of arguments and bring up that one thing you thought everything was good on. That one thing that they just can't let go. It's holdover anger. Everybody's been in that spot. There's probably somebody listening to this right now who just had a fight with their better half, and the fight started with one small thing and ended up having the same conversation that you were having weeks ago that the other one can't get over. Mark Davis is still pissed off with what happened to John Gruden. That's what this is. He still feels like the NFL, in the words of Brent Musburger, put out a hit job in the middle of a season in which the Raiders were the one seed in the AFC and playing really good football to make sure their head coach got fired. Meanwhile, hundreds upon thousands of emails went undetected or uh, uh, not released, and we couldn't get a look at them, but we got to look at all the Gruden emails. And so Mark Davis is pissed. He looks at this and goes, you know what? I'm really, really bothered by this whole uh, COVID thing. Not an ideal situation. But if you ask Mark Davis, hey, what's really bothering you about this season in the NFL? Is it this latest COVID outbreak? He's going to say, no, it's the fact that I had to fire my head coach, yet we can't see any of the other emails that are out. It's the fact that people have been speculating 
that I get treated different than a guy like Jerry Jones would, John Mara, some of these other big-time owners around the NFL. Mark Davis has felt like, for the longest time, and Raider fans have felt like this as well, too, and whether this goes back to his dad, Al Davis, or whatever it is, that the NFL has had a little bit of an axe to grind. And so when you see these comments from Mark Davis talking about we're at a disadvantage, uh, this is a tough spot, he even said the Browns should travel to Las Vegas uh, to go. When you see all this stuff come out, understand what's really happening here. He's not so much pissed off about the spot the Raiders are in when it comes to the COVID outbreak and the game being moved. Not ideal, but I think he recognizes it's not ideal for everybody. He's still bothered by the fact that his head coach is out the door, a guy he gave a lot of money and put a lot of faith in is out the door. And instead of the NFL also taking it out on some of the other people involved in the 600 and something thousand emails that were out there, all they did was go after John Gruden. All they did was systematically release emails from John Gruden and Mark's, Mark Davis is still bothered by it. All this is is holdover anger. Everybody's been there. You think you're past something, but not everybody's on the same page. That's where this is all coming from when it comes to Mark Davis and the Raiders. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can uh, get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. We're going to take you all the way up until noon Eastern time, 10 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next, we have got new details on one of the most dramatic scenarios and situations and 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 something the media has just sunk their teeth in and something people have rallied around we've got new juicy details as to how this whole thing is going to play out if you think it's over if you think the chaos and the dysfunction is over you ain't seen nothing yet we'll have it for you here on fsr it's the kia summer sticker sales event so give your friends something to look at like a b&b with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up later on this hour, uh, we are going to have another edition of uh, Do You Care? Just an opportunity to be negative. I mean, who doesn't like that during the holiday season? Always a good care. time. Listen, it's fun, man. It's fun. Sometimes you just got to let her rip. 
There's people out there that are pissed off, that are bothered uh, by what's going on, uh, that are that are frustrated. Uh, maybe they're waiting on something and it hasn't arrived. I mean, I'm telling you, man, this is the opportunity to vent a little bit. It's like a, it's like a little bit of a vent tent, all right? And we just let her rip and just unload on uh, on people in sports, uh, on things in pop culture. It's a lot of fun. It's coming up later on in the hour, uh, a little over uh, 20 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, I, by the way, I still cannot... Uh, get over the fact that I had a package arrive that was completely opened and and not even opened by a neighbor who was delivered to the wrong address. And they said, because uh, that's happened before to where a neighbor's drops up mom and said, hey, I, I thought this was for me. It's actually yours here. I apologize. And they'll tape it back up. Literally, package bag opened, bag holding the item inside the package bag open, and nobody else touched it but the driver. What? Nobody. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. Like I'm so confused by it, and 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 so entertained by it that like I'm not going to file a complaint. I'm confused. It's it's like when a magician, you know, uh, ends up with your debit card. It's like you need it back, but you're so impressed that he was able to get it out of your wallet. Uh, without laying a finger on you that you're like, you know what? I mean, for the effort, why not? Just have it. I mean, just the the total, uh, just, I don't know if it absentee mind or uh, the total, uh, you know, uh, just d- dismissal of uh, who you're delivering the package to and like, and just the idea that, hey, this thing looks cool. Like, you would think when you open the package bag, that's enough. The investigation and the nosiness stops there. Oh, no. The clear bag holding the item inside was open as well, too. And you can see the guy on the camera drop it off and walk away without a care in the world. You find this man. I don't want to find him. I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is he's wearing my clothes. I mean, the guy wore my clothes and then dropped it off. And I'm not making this up. This is not to have fun on radio. It's a true story. I, I, I don't understand. I don't know how it happened. But, uh, you know, uh, credit where credit's due. Good for that guy. I mean, listen, you see something you like, I guess you got to try it on. We do it at department stores. Why not? Uh, all right. Uh, by the way, we are brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. If you thought, the Urban Meyer story in Jacksonville was going to go away. We got another thing coming. I mean, it was just a week ago that Tom Pellicero of the NFL Network reported that there's tensions running high in Jacksonville, that Urban Meyer screamed at coaches, that uh, players complained during the Rams game uh, to, to Rams players about how they were treated by Urban Meyer, uh, that uh, Marvin Jones walked out of a practice and out of the building and had to be walked back in and convinced to come back in. Like all of that stuff, which by the way, that last part there, a lie, full-blown lie, but never mind. All of that stuff was happening a week ago. Here we are a week later. Not only has Urban Meyer been fired, but a new report out from Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington of ESPN is saying that Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars are headed for a battle because the Jags 
fired Urban Meyer for cause, and they don't plan to pay him the remainder of his contract. How about that? A.K.A., eh, probably get a settlement here. You know, he may not get the entire contract, but we'll probably get a settlement here. Now, this was after uh, the spokesperson for Shad Khan. Um, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, uh, better known as the owner of one of the worst franchises in all of sports. Shad Khan, a spokesperson, came out and said that, uh, you know, uh, Shad had been mulling, firing Urban Meyer. It wasn't the Josh Lambeau kick in the back of the leg during stretching lines, so on and so forth. Um, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. All right, but let's just go ahead and get the 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 big part out of the way. The coverage of the Urban Meyer stuff, and and I've been saying this for a long time, and we got a lot of pushback during the week. Myself, Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, a lot of people calling us Urban Meyer ball washers. I've never met Urban Meyer. He doesn't know who the hell I am. I've never been in the same room with him. I've never, uh, we've never tweeted each other. T- nothing. I have. I don't know Urban Meyer at all. I don't know Shad Khan at all. Here's what I know. Urban Meyer had no chance in Jacksonville at all. He had no chance. Now, the fact that they fired him for cause and it wasn't this kicking incident pregame to Josh Lambeau during a stretching line, the fact that, that uh, th- this has happened means there's going to be more details that come out and there's going to be a little bit of a smear campaign by the Jaguars in order to get everybody even more on their side than they already are. But here's the, here's the part that bothers me about this whole thing. From day one, Urban Meyer had no chance. Because people came in with a pre-existing opinion of Urban Meyer, and they didn't want to see him succeed. We talked about it a week ago. He hired Chris Doyle. Checkered past, stuff in his background. Hired Chris Doyle, strength coach from Iowa. But a guy that is... When people talk about him in the industry of strength coaches in football, one of the best in the business. That's why Urban Meyer brought him on. And then when he got a lot of heat and pushback from people, Chris Doyle stepped down himself. All right, so okay, fine. So we'll go in a different direction. Then he signs Tim Tebow. He got buried by people in the media because he dare sign Tim Tebow. Why should Tim Tebow get an opportunity and nobody else can? You mean to tell me there's not other type? Dude, he has a relationship with the guy. I didn't hear people up in arms when Kelvin Benjamin got an opportunity to play tight end for the Giants. And that was the guy who ate his way out of the league. I I didn't hear anybody. You want to know why Kelvin Benjamin got an opportunity? Because he had a pre-existing relationship with Dave Gettleman in Carolina because he drafted him. It's the same thing. Tebow didn't make the roster. He kicked the tires on it. It didn't work out. We move on. Urban Meyer got buried for it. He He got crushed. You see people put the bullet points up on television, the timeline of Urban Meyer's demise, Chris Doyle, the guy resigned. Uh, Tim Tebow got a tryout, big deal. Uh, The incident with the woman at the bar, 
I get it. Bad look, bad optics. Uh, uh, you know, he's sitting in a pair of Docker shorts and, and a half zip with his sunglasses on his head. And, and, and some gal who's not his wife comes up and starts grinding on him. Uh, I mean, you know, some would say maybe he was practicing the uh, quarterback center exchange and he didn't realize he was in public. Whatever the case may be. Not an ideal situation. I get it. Bad look. Is that a fireable offense? I mean, is it? The, the 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 quality of play by the Jaguars. You know they've already passed and and already done better than they did a year ago. Like people get that right. The worst team in the league. They've already like, they already surpassed that. They've already surpassed that win total. And then all of a sudden, because that wasn't enough, then a report comes out that tensions are running high in Jacksonville, and uh, Urban Meyer screamed at coaches. First of all. Urban Meyer had rats on his staff. There were snitches and snakes on his coaching staff. He knew that. That's documented. People have been reporting that. Now, you don't see those reports. But Urban Meyer had rats on the staff. Guys that were going to the media. Yes. That was Urban Meyer right after the gal was grinding on him. Right in the steakhouse, Urban Meyer made those comments. Like, he, he had rats on his coaching staff. He, w- he knew this was going on and knew he was going to make changes. He knew it. Oh, well, you know, Jaguar players, uh, they, they complain about treatment. Marvin Jones uh, had to be escorted back into the building. He was so... Fr- Marvin Jones himself came out this week and called that part of the report a lie. Not true. That's not true. We had a conversation. Like men, I'm the elder statesman in the room. So we had a discussion. That's not true. That was a lie. That didn't get any coverage. So a lie was also reported on. No coverage of that. The guy who who reportedly walked out told you that's a lie. That didn't happen between Urban Meyer and I. Got zero coverage. Zero. You know what did get coverage, though? Urban Meyer... Kicking the back of the leg of a kicker during pregame warmups, and people got out the pitchforks and and the, and the torches and took to social media and called him the worst guy in the world because he kicked somebody in the back of the leg. You want to know how bad that kick in the back of the leg and that exchange was? Which, by the way, Josh Lambeau lied about uh, the idea that he told Urban Meyer, uh, "Don't effing kick me again." That's a lie. You want to know how distraught Josh Lambeau was by that incident? Um. Nobody knew about it, and he was on the team for two more months. <laughs> That's how distraught he was. That he got kicked in the back of the leg. God forbid there's some teasing. And do you really think Urban Meyer, in pregame stretches before a preseason game with everybody out there, you think Urban Meyer is going to go physically assault a player? Like, just use your head. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. The whole thing doesn't add up. Here's the truth about Josh Lambeau. He stunk at his job. He missed his first three kicks. He missed a couple of PATs, and he was injured. They signed a guy who won Urban Meyer's first game in London on a 50-something yard field goal. And Urban Meyer and the Jags made the decision this was going to be our guy. 
The Steelers also signed Josh Lambeau afterwards. Guess what happened? He also got released. Like, this, the whole thing, you cannot like Urban Meyer. Is he blameless in all this? Absolutely not. Did he not win enough games? No, he didn't win enough games. You know who else didn't win enough games their first year? Jimmy Johnson. You know who else rubbed people the wrong way their first year? Jimmy Johnson. Like, all, all of that happened. Jimmy Johnson went 1-15. The Jags were 1-15 last year. They were on a 20-something game losing streak. Like so, so this idea that, that we've got all the, this Urban Meyer got what he had coming to him. I, let me just tell you this. There's a reason Jacksonville has been picking in the top 10 every year except for one since 2008. You think you root for a bad team? You think your team stinks? Try having a top 10 pick every single year except for one since 2008. That is how bad the Jaguars are. You think it's any coincidence the Jaguars are always the team that are rumored to go to London? Like, you think in Florida, when you've got Tampa and Miami, you've got all these places getting Super Bowls, yet nobody's gone back to Jacksonville since that one time? You think it's like it, like this is all just coincidence? Like it's all well, you know. I mean, it's the weather in Jacksonville. It's different than Tampa. You think this is all coincidence? They played a Super Bowl in thirty degree weather before they went back to Jacksonville. The team sucks. The organization is garbage, and we're gonna pretend. Like, this is all because Urban Meyer and all the latest details. He's going to be fired for cause. Look, there's going to be stuff that comes out. It's going to be a smear campaign. I got news for you. If you think the problem is solved in Jacksonville because you got rid of Urban Meyer and everybody celebrated and clapped and, and applauded, you even had some loser, some nerd in the press conference with Daryl Bevel, who's the new interim head coach, you had some nerd in the media take a shot at Urban Meyer afterwards and say, you know, you do have a, an opportunity to, to win more games as an interim head coach than Urban Meyer did as a permanent head coach. <laughs> like, like, you're a reporter? Like, that's a, that's a real question? Like, you were so terrified of Urban Meyer because he didn't grant you enough access? That, that, that's the question you're asking? The interim head coach? Like, do you know when the video came out of Urban Meyer at the bar, it was a similar situation. You know who released the video? Some guy who was pissed off at Urban Meyer because he didn't grant him access to an interview when he was at Ohio State. Like, that's what we're dealing with here. But nobody wants to tell you that. Because it's easy. It's easy just to side with whatever. People go on Twitter, they see what everybody else's opinion is and say, oh, that, that's the one I want. Not me, man. I, I call BS on the whole thing, and I think the coverage of it and the way the thing's been handled from not only the Jaguars but people in the media is a joke. <laughs> it's borderline pathetic. All right. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox. I'm sure the compliments will be flowing after that, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, all right. So uh, we are going to get to a, a very, very positive, fun segment called Do You Care? That'll be happening here uh, shortly. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, uh, this is a man who deserves respect. If he doesn't get it, he's going to reach into your chest, pull out your beating heart. 
and show you what respect is all about. Happy holidays to the great Kevin Figures. Thank you, Jonas, and happy holidays to you as well. And the smattering of applause from our in-studio audience. I yeah. appreciate that as well. Good news, actually bad news for, for the Lakers. Thank you again. Please, please, you're all too kind. You can sit. Thank you. Uh, Anthony Davis left last night's loss to Minnesota with a knee injury. Ran into Jade McDaniels, or I should say Jade McDaniels tumbled into him. AD will have an MRI a little bit later today. The loss did snap the Lakers' three-game win streak. Elsewhere, the Pelicans defeating Milwaukee in overtime. Devontae Graham scoring 26 points. Bucks were without Giannis Antetokounmpo. He missed the game due to health and safety protocols. Steph Curry did score 30 points, leading the Warriors over Boston. Wins for Denver and Miami. The Bulls have been cleared to practice beginning today after having a couple of games canceled earlier this week due to a COVID outbreak. They are scheduled to face the Lakers tomorrow night. College Hoops upstart Creighton steamrolled number nine Villanova 79 to 59 as the Wildcats lost their Big East Conference opener. Top-ranked Baylor will take on Oregon later tonight. As Jonas mentioned, news out of the NFL, Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington reporting that the Jaguars fired former head coach Urban Meyer for cause with the intention of not paying him for the remaining four years of his contract. And in tonight's matchup between the Patriots and the Colts, running back for the Patriots, Damian Harris, not going to play as he deals with a hamstring injury. Back to Jonas Knox. Thanks, Kev. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, Kev, uh, you are getting uh, married soon. Uh, yes. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't know the exact dates. Uh, we don't need to give out the details or any of that. I would just encourage you, uh, when you get any gifts for your wedding, uh, mm-hmm. just check with the warranty on some of those appliances. Oh, over. man. I would just say that uh, because... Uh, <laughs> it's broke! Uh, it is. <laughs> Sam. Sam, you are a D bag. What a D bag. Uh, it is, but that's that's an accurate statement from uh from Derek Carr, uh, who literally broke a bone that has now turned into a sound drop on Fox Sports Radio that's with, his, with the uh, savages in the back. Uh I um I received as a wedding gift um one of those uh like co- really nice, like like something that I would never pay for because uh, it just, you know, I, I don't know that I would invest that much money in it, but it's uh, like one of those dual uh, coffee espresso makers. Yes, right. And I, I'm, I'm a big coffee fan. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you work at sports radio, like, you know, coffee and um, carbs seem like they, they go hand in hand Pretty in sports much. radio. And so big coffee fan and, and big fan of the Come product. Come on, make that coffee to go. Let's go. Listen, I would, I would love to. The problem is it's broken. Uh, oh, no. One half of it is broken. Uh, and I'm not trying to out the company here that may or may not have a big time actor who's currently doing commercials for this company uh, mm. that you see on television everywhere. And again, I'm not, I'm not here to talk about anybody from the cast of uh, Legend of the Fall or uh, Fight Club or anything like that that may be a, an actor for a commercial uh, uh, for this exact company. It works for him real uh, well when he's out yeah, in the middle I, of nowhere in his giant it, mansion. It what's is, in uh, the box? is it espresso? Yeah, listen, <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> sir, I can tell you what's in the box. It's yeah. a broken coffee maker. Uh, it... Um, Literally, it literally, it literally is right past the warranty date, and it broke. No way. And so you know, you wow. call the and they could not have been kinder. But I, now I've got to like, I've got to like wrestle with the fact, and I refuse to do one of those like uh, one cup coffee makers. Like I just think that's lazy. Oh, the like, old K cups, whatever they call I'm them. Not into it. Not yeah. into it. I, I think that's fake. I think that's imitation <laughs> coffee. I need the slow drip. Uh, I want to know that my exact pour was exactly on, and I made the right amount of coffee. Well, what if you waste coffee and you make too much? Figure it out. 
All right, like it, you can either pump gas or you can be exact about it. If I put twenty bucks in, I'm going exactly to twenty bucks, not twenty and one, not nineteen ninety nine. I'm going exact. Figure out your pour count, and you don't have a problem here. So I refuse to get one of those little cups, but I would just encourage you uh, when you do get some of these appliances, check the warranty. It'll be uh, well inspected. Yes, it and, is uh, just a bummer, man. And if I receive one of these uh, machines from uh, Mr. Yeah. Knox, I'll uh, I'll already know that I would have gotten something that was a that was a lemon. So I, I can assure you, you will not be receiving one of these <laughs> machines from me because I don't want to be a part of that. I don't like. I had a buddy. Uh, I gave him a hard time for years because he sold his truck and I needed to buy a car. And I was like, dude, I, I can't believe you didn't like sell me the car. You knew I needed a car. And he told me afterwards, he's like, do you want to know why I didn't sell it to you? I was like, why? He goes, because I knew it was a piece of crap. And I was like, oh, so you were looking out for me. He's like, no, not that. I just didn't want to hear for the rest of our lives that I sold you a lemon. Absolutely. Because I know how you are, and you'd bring it up every time we talked. I was like, that's a good point. Uh, fair assessment uh, yeah. all the way. So I don't want to give you a lemon for your wedding. So, I appreciate you know. that. It's the least I could do. Thank uh, you. Yeah. That, <laughs> oh, again, and again, I'm not trying to out uh, whatever company this is who's got a big name actor, um, you know, who may or may not, uh, you know, have appeared in Ocean's Eleven. I'm again, I'm not, Never I'm not here to do that. I'm not here to do that. Who's currently doing commercials for them? Uh, and and who? This, uh, yeah, this big name, you know, actor who was, uh, you know, um, you know, may or may not have been in Thelma and Louise. Again, I'm not here to know. out that guy uh, or the company. I'm not here to do it. Right. That's it. It's probably my fault it broke. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, you can get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox. Uh, We're going to have a, a chance for you to just cleanse yourself, to uh, just let her rip. Uh, it's one of the more entertaining and fun segments that we do every single week here. It's yours right here on FSR. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Little Backstreet Boys on a Saturday. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, uh, for your listener to the podcast and you can't hear the music, um, it's uh, the exact opposite of Backstreet Boys. Uh, it's uh, so, what, what what band is this, Sam? Uh, uh, currently, this Let's is go actually live uh, to our. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing a obscure hair metal band from Des Moines on a Saturday <laughs> on National Sports Radio, Iowa. Sam for the latest, Sam. It's a Spinal Tap Christmas with the Devil. 
Unbelievable. I'm trying to mix it up here. Hey, listen, uh, you know, got to keep it positive. Uh, well, it's appropriate uh, because uh, coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now, I'm going to keep it positive. There's a lot of negativity out there. All right. I'm, I'm going to uh, try and put some smiles on some faces here. All right. As some of you, uh, you know, uh, people out there like to be uh, really, really overly sensitive about stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, right now, though, uh, before we get to all of that in about 10 minutes from now, it's time to uh, to unload a little bit uh, and uh, take a closer look at things from around the world of sports and beyond and a little something we do called this. There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Now, let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is, do you care? And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, who's got 78 addresses. Bersh, uh, what did we miss this week? (laughs) Steph Curry broke the record for most three-pointers made in a career. Jonas, do you care? Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I love uh, and, it. And there's there's people out there that you know like want to dismiss it and say, uh, in the words of Rob Parker, I'm not gonna poo poo nothing. Like there's people out there that want to just like I'm the poo poo king. Side, toss it to the side. He is. I can't confirm uh, that. Want to toss it to the side and say, well, you know, it's the era. It's this era. Like, dude, what do you want? You want Steph Curry? To not use his gift because he was born later than somebody else? Like, I don't get Jonas, it. Jonas. Like, yes, it's changed. Larry Bird in his entire career made like 649 threes. Like, Steph Curry's made 3,000. Like, yes, it's a different era. It's a different time. But that guy has revolutionized the game. Uh, he's he's given a lot of people hope. A lot of people out there who probably thought, I got to be 6'8 uh, and jump out of the gym if I want to make it to the uh, to the NBA. And Steph Curry said, no, man, work on your game. You know, uh, work on your handle. Work on your shot. You're 6'3". You're a small kid. You can make it, and a lot of guys have. Next. Anthony Davis is injured again. He left last night's game with a left knee injury. Jonas, do you care? Uh, no. I, I, I like, I don't. It. Like, at what point do we just sort of stop looking at Anthony Davis and saying, oh, you know, man, but Anthony Davis, when he's like, dude, like, this is constant. It's, it's, it's a constant. You could take that exact headline, Bursch. And you could give that to me in, in two months from now. It's going to be the same thing. Now, do we have a, an update on, on the the official status? Are they going to do some tests? Is that, that what I'm hearing when it comes to Anthony Davis and, and where he's at? I think they're going to be doing some tests to try and figure out what's going on. But no, not not the biggest surprise in the world. Yeah, Next. having an MRI today just to oh, confirm, okay. confirm that. Yes. Good. And it's the knee, right? Because there yes. were some people saying it was the ankle because he, he, he rolled the ankle. And then there was – but yeah. So no, it's the same knee he's been nursing all week long. He missed a couple of games earlier this week with the injury to the same knee. So Good God, man. What a disaster. What else, Bursch? It's a mess. Well, uh, speaking of injuries, Zion Williamson will be out at least four to six weeks due to an injury. Jonas, do you care? Yeah, man. Uh, this is. Oh, yeah, just, I love it here. I it it's it's kind of sad because you you see like he's so talented and he's a good dude, but it it does seem like he's got a problem. And I'm not I'm not big on you know fat shaming and all that stuff. I think it's weak. I think just some people have a problem. Some people, you know, have flaws and 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 discipline issues and 
you know, I, he, he seems like one of those guys and you just hope that, you know, whatever is going to get him in gear, maybe this latest injury will get him in gear and he gets back in shape. And he's just one of those guys that puts on weight really easily. And he's young. And for guys that get older, you know how this goes. Uh, you could get away with eating certain things when you were younger and not skip a beat. And, and then next thing you know, fast forward eight, nine years, and all of a sudden you're looking down going, oh, well, where'd that come from? Uh, meaning your gut, not some. Never mind. That sounded weird. Oh. Next. Uh, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley are fighting tonight. Jonas, do you care? I actually do. Uh, I, I would be honest I with it. you because uh, there's yeah. some. Uh, I, I'm interested in seeing how this plays out. Now, on that same fight card is Frank Gore versus Darren Williams. And look, I was all in on the Frank Gore side of this because I thought, man, football over basketball, he's used to the physicality. And then I started doing some research. Darren Williams was an amateur wrestler. Darren Williams uh, has uh, you know, been into MMA for a long, long time. I think he's got a real chance. You know he's going to have the reach advantage. I think it's going to be a fun event to watch. Next. Spencer Rattler's transferring to South Carolina. Jonas, do you care? You mean Spencer? You bet your ass, man. The cocks are back. Columbia's going to be rocking. Williams, Bryce, let's go. Next. Spider-Man No Way Home released yesterday. It's on track Jesus. to make over $200 million this weekend. Easily the biggest film opening since the start of the pandemic. Do you care, Jonas? No, I don't, man. I don't. I don't give a rat's and, 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 oh. and, and furthermore, you do this every time. You put one of these nerd flicks in, in the final story, like Spider-Man, He-Man, Batman, like Wonder Woman. Like I don't care about any of this crap. They're not getting a dime from me during the holidays. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that want to swim in the negative pool. Not me. Absolutely not. We're going to make a positive spin out of things coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. And wherever you are making us a part of your Saturday morning, we appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up till the end of the hour, noon Eastern time, 10 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. We got bowl games kicking off. What the hell's going on here? We got bowl games in college football. It's uh, tis the uh, bowl season. Uh, so that'll be uh, some fun things to get after a little bit. We got a uh, you know a, a Frank Gore fighting Darren Williams later on tonight. We got NFL action, Pats, Colts, all of it, man. This is a feel-good time. 
I mean, look, you're going to have to deal with the uh, repercussions of waiting this long to go shopping for Christmas, but I don't know what to tell you. I mean, uh, you know, get an early start, uh, listen to this show, keep it on Fox Sports Radio throughout the course of the day, and you won't be so miserable standing in line trying to buy some stuffed animal that a kid blew a snot rocket on 20 minutes earlier. Listen, again, positive spin on things. Now, in order to get to the dessert, which is the positivity of this segment, we must get to the negative stuff first, which is the broccoli of this segment. Uh, and the uh, the negative stuff is some people are not too thrilled uh, with uh, with the performance of uh, myself here so far on the show. Uh, they're not happy with uh, with what I've done uh, or what I've uh, you know what I've tried to uh, convey. Uh, uh, Tony writes in and says, uh, "Quote." You soft-ass bleep need your leg kicked off by Urban Meyer like your fellow bleep and bleep Josh Lambeau. Absolutely gutless little bees. So happy holidays from Tony. You're a little uh, scumbag! Uh, who has some... Uh, you know, up, upbeat uh, thoughts to share. Uh, you can, by the way, uh, see that uh, on social media at the Jonas Knox if you'd like proof of that. Uh, another guy writes in Paul and says, uh, "Shouldn't this bleep smoker Jonas Knox be in Spider-Man costume with all the other poser and loser virgins in the sports media when you aren't celebrating Urban's firing or preaching about getting booster shots and vaccines, f boys?" What? I almost listen. I almost ran out of breath reading it, uh, but apparently, um, uh, this guy wants me to dress up like Spider Man. Which, uh, listen, some would call that a fetish. All right, I'm not here to attack people. Uh, <laughs> I I uh, I get attacked, and then I you know read uh, some of that to make people uh, you know feel better about themselves. So if you are one of those uh, one of those uh, negative folks who like to uh, chime in uh, right before the holiday season, there you go. A uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours, and a Happy New Year uh, from everybody on social media who's pissed off at the world and taking it out on me. Uh, now we get to the uh, go hard side. on a guy. I mean that that also was taken out of context. Now we get to the positive side. So. The COVID issues in the NFL, obviously a real thing. We talked about Mark Davis, the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, who never misses an opportunity to point out that he's the victim of the NFL. Uh, and, and listen, the Raiders as a fan base, uh, there's a lot of them who feel this way. Uh, they feel like they've been wronged. Uh, Mark Davis is not happy about the fact that their Saturday game against Cleveland is now being moved to Monday. Um, he's not uh, not really all that excited about it. He even offered up a solution saying, well, maybe the Browns should have to travel to Las Vegas uh, to, to even the uh, competitive disadvantage out. It's like, look, it, nobody really ha- I know I know people want to make this an advantage. Nobody really has an advantage. Like, there's going to be Browns players that miss this game, even though it's been moved back two days. Now, they're going to get some back based on the new protocols, but there are going to be some Browns players that are going to probably miss this game still. I mean, like that that's probably gonna happen. And the Raiders don't have those issues right now. Like, ask yourself this would you rather play at full capacity on a short week or with a diminished roster and extra rest? Um, sign me up for option A. I I like I don't understand like nobody's got the advantage here. There's no advantage. Like, I know we all want to play victim from time to time, but this isn't the spot. Like, I remember Doc Rivers back uh, in, in 2010. 
when he was coaching the Boston Celtics, he was like they were, you know, not a shoe in to get in. I mean, everyone, you know, assumed they were going to make it to the playoffs, but they were still battling and only ended up as the four seed. And people were questioning Doc Rivers down the stretch because it was like, uh, hey, you know, you need um, like better seeding in the playoffs because, you know, like you, you guys have been kind of inconsistent all year and you're resting guys. You're resting like key players. Kevin Garnett was getting rested. Paul Pierce was getting rest. Ray Allen, like, you know, like you kind of like, I mean, you're kind of way down on the standings. Don't you think you should like be playing these guys to try and improve your seeding? And Doc Rivers said, I don't care about seeding. I just want my guys healthy. Like, I trust whatever seed we get, we're going to be okay. They went to the finals. Because he said, look, I'm not, I'm not taking chances just for a three seed. They ended up with the four seed and went to the finals. Like, I would rather be at full capacity on a short week than be, have a diminished roster because of a virus and get a day extra rest. Like it just so so the idea that the, the Browns have this advantage now and that they should even things out. Like I, I just I just don't buy into it. But there's a lot of people that are going to spin this negative feel to all this. There's a lot of people that are going to tell you like, oh, this is terrible. And I even saw some some uh, uh, doomsday uh, you know doom and gloom people on social media saying, uh, you, uh, if you like the NFL, you better take advantage of it while we got it. It's like, dude, they're not canceling games. Like, get it through your head. They didn't cancel games last year when there was no vaccine. They're not canceling games. Like, I, I, I don't know if you want to go back to the lockdown. I don't know if you want to, like, be standing in line to buy one-ply toilet paper. Like, I, do, is, is that what you want? I don't know if you, you, you want to hoard sanitizer wipes. The NFL is not canceling games. It's not happening. They didn't do it last year. They're not, it's not happening this year. They'll move stuff around. But that's where the positive comes in. Because I'm not going to sit here and swim in the COVID waters. I got COVID fatigue. I'm tired of talking about it. So what do you do? You turn it into something. Make it a positive. You know, like, I mean, like figure it out. There's a lot of great meals that came together because somebody screwed up the first time around. I mean, who knows? The first peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Guy could have put peanut butter on a bread. Wife comes in drunk, bumps into a jar of jam. It spills on the bread. And the guy goes, well, now I just have to eat it because you know, we don't have any more bread. Voila, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. All because the wife was ripped and bumped into a jar. That's my wife you're talking about, man. Hey, she's a drunk. I don't know what to tell you. And I don't even know if that's factual. I made all of that up, but it seems plausible. So why don't we put a positive spin on this? We are going to have NFL games today, tomorrow, doubleheader on Monday, and doubleheader on Tuesday. COVID smovid. We are locked in. We're going to have Pat's Colts coming up later on. We're going to have a, a full slate of games coming up tomorrow. We're going to have double barrel Monday night football and Tuesday games. I mean, I get, look, you could sit here and say, well, you know, what about the teams and playoff races? They're going to have a short week the following week. Look, there are problems out there, 
And then there are problems that are not my problem. That's not my problem. All right? From an entertainment standpoint, there's going to be people that are taking off work next week that all of a sudden had two games on Monday and two games on Tuesday fall into their lap. I mean, come on now. Like, this is a... I understand. Not the most ideal circumstances. I understand uh, there's a, a seriousness to all this. I get all that. I'm not trying to dismiss it. I'm just simply trying to paint a positive spin on this. I'm trying to do something positive here. Everybody wants to swim in the negativity, and they want to rehash the negative stuff, and they want to provide you with paranoia and all the other stuff that comes along with it. That's not me. It's not my game. I'm looking at the positive side of this. We've got a great matchup coming up later on tonight between the Pats and the Colts. That's going to be a fun one. There's already bad blood between the two organizations. Anytime Josh McDaniels goes back into the building there, there's going to be bad blood. All right. Anytime the Pats and Colts get together after the whole deflate gate stuff, there's going to be bad blood. I mean, you think it's any coincidence that Adam Vinatieri is being brought out? Before the game by Indianapolis? No, of course not. You think Jim Ursay and Bob Kraft are going to be shaking hands before the game? Absolutely not. Jim Ursay is probably cracking jokes about uh, you know the massage parlor in Florida, and uh, Bob Kraft's probably joking about that uh, that uh, trash bag full of drugs and money that was in the back of Jim Ursay's car a few years ago. All of this is on the table. All of this is on the table, and if that doesn't give you the holiday cheer. I don't know what's going to. You got a bunch of games coming up tomorrow. We're going to get Raiders Browns, whether Mark Davis likes it or not, at at 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 Eastern time on a Monday. It's going to be noon in Hawaii on Fox Sports 990, the blowtorch of the Hawaiian Islands. And they're going to be watching a a, a quote-unquote Monday night game at noon. At 12 o'clock? And then you got Vikings-Bears afterwards, which is basically a de facto bye week for the Vikings because of the armpit fire that the Bears have turned into? Listen, I, I, I find nothing but positivity through all of this. Seahawks-Rams, Washington football team, uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, maybe a Gardner Minshew sighting, maybe a Garrett Gilbert sighting, who, by the way, was signed uh, in the middle of giving his daughter a bath. True story. Like, listen, you can swim in the negative stuff all you want. That is fine. Not my game here. It's the holiday season. We are a week away from Christmas. I refuse to let your negative energy affect me. We've got a full slate of games tomorrow. We got a game later on tonight, and we got double barrel action Monday and Tuesday. Let it soak in, man. Enjoy it while you can. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. We're going to take you all the way up until uh, noon Eastern time, 10 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so coming up next, uh, this is uh, pure comedy. Pure comedy in the NFL. Like, this is, like, people forget a lot of things and forget what they said because they're probably making it up as they go along. I don't. I remember And it's so funny how somebody is being celebrated in the NFL now and where we were at a few years ago. We'll get into that next for you right here on FSR. You know what I got for Christmas this year? I got a carton of cigarettes. The old man grabbed me and said, hey, smoke up, Johnny. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. 
Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotero Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Coming up later on in the hour, uh, another edition of Knox Locks. Um, I mean, boy, did I get the shaft last week. Oh, boy. Um, Jonas. That was not uh, not intended to be uh, the way it came out, but uh, I did. I got absolutely screwed. Uh, By the way, if if anybody's got a gripe with with, uh, somebody putting out a hit job, on anybody in the NFL, Mark Davis, uh, Brent Musburger, et cetera, et cetera, John Gruden. If anybody's got a gripe about that, I should have a gripe after what happened last week in Knox Locks. I should have a gripe because I got absolutely jobbed uh, in that situation. So we will be getting to that here coming up later on. Uh, by the way, I uh, want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Jones went out and got uh, himself some corporate sponsors. (laughs) He did. We love Discover. Absolutely. Love Discover. Um, All right. uh, You are just... Uh, you are just such a a toolbox, Sam. Uh, just... This is... This is is his heaven, all right? Because we've worked together so many times that we don't even realize that we're setting each other up with stuff. Like, I don't realize when I call out Urban Meyer's coaching staff and the rats that it that they are, I don't realize that Sam, of course, is going to have a drop ready. Like, I have no I idea. I got this rat. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I don't realize when I, when I do a Discover read, because we love Discover, that Sam's going to have a drop ready with my name in it from a movie in the mid-90s, right? Hey, I don't realize that. Is this heaven? <laughs> I don't even so, but uh, but again, you know, you work with somebody long enough. That's how this goes. Thank you, Coach. Uh, all right, um, so we have uh, there's a the situation in the NFL. The news that came out earlier, the uh, report from Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter that the Jacksonville Jaguars fired Urban Meyer for cause, and they're going to try and see to it he doesn't get any of the remaining contract or money that he is owed. All right. So my thought on this is that uh, it's going to take a little while uh, that uh, eventually there's going to be a settlement and urban Meyer is going to get something, but not, not the entirety of it, but urban Meyer is going to get something. There was also a, a report that came out that, um, the Jaguars, and this was a statement from Shad Khan's spokesperson, that the Jaguars uh, and Shad Khan had contemplated firing Urban Meyer for weeks, but uh, Josh Lambeau's incident was not what did it, which tells me, if we're talking about hit jobs, that if the plan was there for weeks and you were going to make the move, something tells me 
that you made the decision to fire Urban Meyer after the incident at the bar took place? And you were just sort of doing your own little behind-the-scenes work to find out what else was going on. That's what it tells me. And the Josh Lambeau stuff and the report of uh, Urban Meyer uh, kicking Josh Lambeau uh, before a pregame uh, stretch routine, uh, and he was so distraught by it that he stayed on the roster for two months uh, and then decided to go ahead and report it several months later because he was so distraught by it. Uh, the uh, the that, All of that stuff, that was not what what prompted Jacksonville to make the move. I just think that was something that put a bow on a weeks-long, I don't know if investigation is the right term, but a weeks-long search for reasons to fire Urban Meyer for cause. That's my guess. That Shad Khan made the decision, and this new evidence that comes out and the new statement from the spokesperson tells me they found enough in between Urban Meyer getting a lap dance from uh, from you know the, the woman at his bar and the video that surfaced up until what happened a few days ago and the report from Josh Lambeau, they felt like they had enough to fire him with cause. I don't think they're going to get all of the money. I think Urban Meyer, like I said, is going to get some of the money, but that's where I feel like this is going. And I think that's what has happened. And look, I'll give credit where credit is due. And I don't want to give this guy credit because I can't stand him. I literally cannot stand Brady Quinn. Can't stand him. I, 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 would, I wouldn't do a show with him. I'll tell you that right now. Like if they called me up and said, hey, man, want to do a show with Brady Quinn on uh, Sunday nights? I'd say kiss my ass. Now I'm done. Yeah, I'm too. I'm not doing a show with that guy. You serious? Like you want to do it for like five years? No, I don't. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. What about a morning show? You want to do a morning show with uh, with Brady Quinn? No, absolutely not. I wouldn't work with him. I can't stand the guy. But I did hear that he was on a morning show here on Fox Sports Radio, and he made the comment, and i got to give credit where credit is due, when he said Shad Khan had been planning this for a while because the timing didn't add up. He had been planning this for a while that he had determined a long time ago we need to move on. But he needed to do some digging behind the scenes to find enough in order to get rid of him. So Mark Davis, not to keep going back to Mark Davis and, and, and all the uh, how, how upset he was, but when Brent Musburger and Mark Davis were upset about John Gruden getting fired and Brent Musburger called it a hit job by somebody in the NFL, if you think that's a hit job, what do you call this? When you got somebody who makes a decision to fire a coach weeks ago and does his own digging to find out what else he can fire him for so he doesn't have to pay him, and then does it right after a kicker, a disgruntled kicker, reports a kicking incident before the game from Urban Meyer. How's that not a hit job? If there was a hit job on John Gruden who sent those emails, by the way, I agree with you. The NFL is shady, and they think you're a moron because they don't want to release the other emails, so all they want to do is just point to John Gruden because they needed a fall guy. I, I, I agree with all that, but John Gruden did say those things in the email. We have the evidence. Like, if you think that was a hit job, what the hell is this? You got an owner who made a decision on your future weeks ago? And then spent this, the following weeks not focused on the team getting better. Not focused on what he can do to improve the organization. An organization that's one of the worst in sports. None of that. 
how can I get rid of this coach that I hired without having to pay him? Like, think about that. That's not a hit job? Like, like, like nothing shady about that at all? And then a report comes out from the NFL Network a week ago. You get, oh, the, he screamed at coaches. Uh, he got on coaches. He called them all losers and said he's a winner. Dude, I can guarantee you the conversation went something like this. You guys have a loser's mentality. You have a loser's mentality. Like, I, 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 I don't, I'm not used to this. Urban Meyer said he's, I'm not used to all this. Because he's not. He wins. He wins games. Like, so, so when you have an owner who a couple of weeks in to a coach's tenure is already figuring out a way to get rid of him without having to pay him, how, was, how did Urban Meyer stand a chance? Like, like I, I, how? So when the story is told later on and they try and paint Urban Meyer as a complete and total failure in the NFL, I want there to also be another side of the page that's written about what a disaster Shad Khan is as an owner and how bad the Jacksonville Jaguars organization is. I, I want that part written too. Because they're a, a, a full-blown diaper fire. And they have been for years. I said it earlier. There's a reason they've been picking in the top 10 every year since 2008, except for one. Because they're awful. They're terrible. And the best part about all this, because people think, like, people think I forget. No, no, no. I remember all this stuff. Remember all of it. Here's the best part. So now, because of Jacksonville's schedule, and we talked about this earlier, uh, you had the nerd uh, the the the, the pip squeak uh, who covers the team. I don't even know who it is. The loser uh, who covers the team uh, who asked uh, the new interim head coach Daryl Bevel. He asked him. He said, uh, "Hey, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but you've got a chance to to uh, win it, uh, more games as an interim head coach than Urban Meyer does as a permanent head coach." <laughs> And of course, you know, the, the room of twerps uh, that were also there all laughed at it because everyone's like, oh, I'm going to buddy up to Daryl Bevel. I'm going to kiss Daryl Bevel's ass because I think, uh, you know, uh, Daryl Bevel and I are going to be friends because Urban was mean to me when I covered the team. Like, that's what we're talking about here. Like, that's the coverage this is getting. Like, he's asking the interim head coach and making a comment. I don't know if you know this or not, but like, think about that. It, it's, it's so lame. It's so lame. So all of that is happening now. So Daryl Bevel is going to be looked at as the savior, right? He's going to be looked at as the savior. And so Daryl Bevel has got himself the Houston Texans this week and the Jets next week. Could you not be given a better opening two games as an interim head coach following the firing of a coach that nobody liked than what Daryl Bevel has been given? So of course... Everybody's going to rally around Daryl Bevel. They're going to beat the the Houston Texans. That's going to happen. They're going to beat the Texans. And you know what people are going to say? He's already halfway to Urban's win total in one week. Never mind the fact they're playing a team uh, whose quarterback completely ruined the franchise. uh, and, And the same franchise that everybody has routinely destroyed for years now. They're now going to be looked at as a legitimate win for Daryl Bevel, and that Daryl Bevel is the reason that the Jaguars have turned things around. 
All right, like I'm telling you, that's how this is going to go. And then if they go and beat the Jets afterwards, then everybody's going to look at it and the story's going to be written. Oh my God, Daryl Bevel in two games matched Urban's win total. Oh my, Daryl Bevel saved the day. What's the worst decision in Super Bowl history? Let me ask you that. Worst decision in Super Bowl history. If I, if I asked you, hey, what's the worst decision in Super Bowl history? You know what most people would say? The decision by the Seattle Seahawks to throw the ball from the one-yard line instead of handing it off to Marshawn Lynch. One of the worst decisions in the history of the Super Bowl. Who was the play caller that decided on that decision? Oh, it was Daryl Bevel. Okay. I just I just was making sure. That I just I just was making sure because I wanted to make sure that the coverage of this was consistent. So I want you to think about that. The worst decision in the history of the Super Bowl. And the guy who made the decision is now being celebrated because they fired Urban Meyer. Just wrap your head around that and then ask yourself this question. Does it seem like Urban Meyer has been given fair coverage by people? Huh? Probably not. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, up next, uh, we are going to get a spicy, spicy debut uh, in the NFL. We're going to have that for you next here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, speaking spicy. of spicy, El Caliente himself, Kevin Figures. <laughs> Hola. Uh, one college bowl <laughs> game is under <laughs> oh, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> By the way, that, that, that's the most that's the most American Ola yep. I've ever heard uh, from Kevin Figures just now. Yep, it uh, landed how it was supposed to. Uh, one, one college bowl game is underway. The nation's leading passer, by the way, Bailey Zappi is his name, quarterback for Western Kentucky. Got them off to a fast start. They took an early 7-0 lead over Appalachian State. They are playing in the Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, and that was Zappi's 57th touchdown pass on the season. So he needs three more to tie Joe Burrow's FBS record of 60 in a single season. Appy State did just come back with a touchdown pass from Chase Bryce. That game is tied at seven apiece late in the first quarter. As Jonas mentioned, according to ESPN, the Jaguars did fire Urban Meyer for cause. They do not plan to play, pay him for the remaining balance of his four-year contract. In college hoops, 18th-ranked Tennessee was scheduled to face Memphis today at noon Eastern, but that game has been canceled due to a COVID outbreak in the Memphis program. In the pros, Lakers star big man Anthony Davis will undergo an MRI later today after he collided with T-Wolves forward Jaden McDaniels last night. Davis suffered what the team is calling a knee contusion. Minnesota did snap the Lakers' three-game win streak with a 110-92 victory last night. Elsewhere, Steph Curry scored 30 points for the Warriors, leading them to a victory over Boston. Giannis Antetokounmpo was out from Milwaukee due to health and safety protocols, and they lost to the Pelicans in overtime. Back to Jonas Knox. Uh, by the way, did you see uh, Kevin Durant now uh, entering uh, the league's COVID protocols? Yep, just so came not, through as yeah, well. Just, so yeah. he was not expected to play anyway tonight against Orlando for uh, uh, resting his ankle, but certainly that doesn't help because he could be out for an even longer stretch of time now as well. So I mean, like, can't do it. At some point, you know, like, what are we doing here? Like, like, uh, like you know, it ain't going anywhere, everybody. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, it's not. It's, there, it, you know, I mean. A report just came out from a Washington Post reporter uh, saying that the NFL is already considering allowing players to play if they are vaccinated, even if they do test positive but don't have any symptoms. So we're, we're getting closer and closer to England towards that direction. I mean, look, 
it, it it's why players were like so why am i getting the vaccine if i have to like if if i have to sit like what if, i don't understand like do you know aaron rodgers like doesn't have to test for like another 2 months like and now there's now there's a report that uh somebody threw out there that um players who test positive for covid don't have to take a test the rest of the season like 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 you just start to think of like what what do we, it's almost like i understand early on we're all trying to figure this thing out and everybody's adjusting on it but it it feels like at some point how much more evidence do you need that you can't like like we're we're trying to it's like those laser beams that you're trying to like uh go underneath and through to rob a bank you know you don't want to like set off the alarm and it's like oh don't go there you got to like play like twister and look like the matrix in order to not set up like, dude, at some point, you're going to hit one of those. Like, I just, I feel like there's people need to just come to, to grips and come to terms. I'm not trying to piss people off with the realization that we got to start figuring out a way to live with this thing. Like, we got, we, like, you cannot, the, the way that we're going, it doesn't make sense because people that are getting vaccinated, that are doing their part, are in essence being punished. And, and, and they were told something different. At the start of this whole thing. I don't know. It's just none of it makes any sense. But again, uh, at least we're going to get two games on Monday and two games on Tuesday. So let's keep our priorities in order, folks. Uh, All right. Uh, Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. Packed house. Masks on, folks. All right, uh, here we go. Um, the uh, This is going to be a spicy matchup. By the way, we're going to have another edition of Knox Locks. Uh, if you think anybody in the NFL has got a gripe, uh, I got a gripe because I got completely jobbed by the NFL, uh, and it was a, a, a horrific thing to watch and witness. We'll get to that here uh, coming up uh, in about 10 minutes from now. Um, so the uh, the Patriots and the Colts are going to kick off the weekend of action in the NFL coming up later on. Uh, and uh, and I do wonder how contentious how contentious this is going to get. I, I really do wonder that. Because, like, these organizations obviously have bad blood. Um, we talked about it. Josh McDaniels burning the Indianapolis Colts, Deflategate. Um, there's been a lot of back and forth. Um, you know, the GM, Chris Ballard, uh, said rivalry back on after Josh McDaniels burned him. And I would say that things have worked out pretty well for everybody. Like, Frank Reich has been a hell of a head coach. He's also been a good head coach in a situation where he has a revolving door at quarterback. They can't seem to figure it out. One retired last year. They bring in Carson Wentz. He breaks his foot. He started to play a little bit better, but he still makes some puzzling decisions at times. Frank Reich has figured it out, and they've been a playoff team a lot over the past couple of years. And so you look at Indianapolis, you go, all right, things are fine. We're all good here. Here's my thought on all this. If you're looking at the AFC right now, and you're going to stack legitimate Super Bowl contenders in the AFC, and you're looking at the AFC and you're like, all right, who's got a real shot at winning a Super Bowl? Like, how many teams have a legitimate shot in the AFC to win a Super Bowl? To me, there's three Kansas City, New England, and Indianapolis. And that's it. I don't buy Tennessee with the, the Derrick Henry issue. I don't buy Tennessee at all. Uh, Baltimore feels like they've been snake bit from the jump. They've got. I mean, 
whether it's Lamar Jackson, who's now banged up, or the massive uh, cluster injuries they had at running back before the season, or all the other stuff that went down. I mean, John Harbaugh had to go for two at the end of a game because he didn't have enough healthy defensive backs to play in overtime. Like, like, so I, I, Baltimore just feels like they've been snake bit from the jump. And the fact that they're even in a position to have the one seed in the AFC, which is a long shot, but they are in position to have the one seed, I, I think just tells you about what a tremendous job John Harbaugh has done and just how good Lamar Jackson is. Like, without him, I have no idea what this team is. And now he's banged up. The Chargers were a lot of fun the other night, but you, you still kind of get this vibe with the Chargers that not quite yet. Not not quite yet. And then the Bills, nobody can figure them out. Like, they'll probably win this week, but like they, they get into these spots to where it's just it's too inconsistent, and they can't run the ball. Like, we saw that. They can't run the ball, and they can't stop the run. We saw that play out on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago. And if it's not Josh Allen running the football, they don't have any other options. So the other teams on the periphery are Cleveland... Too inconsistent. Again, also banged up. Cincinnati starting to get banged up. They feel similar to the Chargers like they're a year away. Denver, so on and so forth. But to me, there's three teams in the AFC I look at right now and say, these are the three teams that I think can 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 make it to a Super Bowl and come out of the conference. The Chiefs, who are the most terrifying team in the league right now, because the offense still doesn't feel like the Chiefs' offense, but they're winning games and they're playing defense. The Patriots... Because they absolutely know who they are without a shadow of a doubt. There is no no qualms about it. This is who we are. They've identified what they do. And you've got Belichick there who's the coach of the year. And I've been saying that for weeks upon weeks. And when everybody was singing Kingsbury, I was saying, man, Belichick's the coach of the year. Look where this team is at. And then the Colts who all of a sudden have found themselves in a spot to where they're probably going to be a wild card team. An outside chance they can win the division, but they're going to need some things to go their way. And you've got a guy who's been one of the most impactful players in the league, Jonathan Taylor. So the way they play translates to wherever they play. If they end up having to play in cold weather in Kansas City, they're fine. If they end up having to play cold weather in New England, they're fine. Dome team or not. You would argue they should have beaten Buffalo in the playoff game last year. So I think it comes down to three teams in the AFC that are going to that are going to be uh, in the Super Bowl for that conference. I think it comes down to Kansas City, New England, and Indianapolis. And later on tonight, depending on how this game goes, this could play a big impact and and play a major role as to seeding and who ends up representing the AFC when it comes to Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl time uh, in a couple of months. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Give me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Up next, uh, I got absolutely job by the NFL. Uh, you think Urban Meyer's got a gripe? Uh, you think Mark Davis has got a gripe? You think some of these teams that are having to play with all this COVID crap going on have got a gripe? I've got a gripe. It's yours right here on FSR. Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez and I'm Joseph Carrillo and we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? 
And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This song stinks. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports <laughs> Radio. <laughs> Was this Conway Twitty? <laughs> I don't know. What's this garbage, Sam? Uh, Iowa Sam, Mister, uh, play uh, rodeo jams on uh, on national radio. What do we got here? I I, I don't even. know. It's a cover of Winter Wonderland. <laughs> it might be Darius Rucker. I have to go back and look. Oh, uh, I'll leave that alone. I just like I like him, but him crying when South Carolina made the Final Four. Dude, I hey, worked hey, out dolphins there. made him cry, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you really just say that on the air? <laughs> That's I the did. worst joke. Ladies and gentlemen, round it's of a applause. Lyric. A round of applause for Iowa Sam, who just told the worst joke in the history of Sports Talk Radio. You it's see in the song. See, that's why, uh, you know, people miss, uh, you know, puns of fun, uh, the Iowa Minute, uh, some of oh, the yeah. uh, radio classics, yeah. which need to be brought back at some point. Uh, that's why people miss that stuff. They um, really do. By the way, they speaking really of classics, uh, Up on Game uh, is coming up in about 10 minutes from now on many of these Fox Sports radio affiliates. That's right. Big time show. Featuring Plaxico Burris and featuring... TJ Hushmanzada and featuring Ryan Bershinger with a guest appearance by LeVar Arrington. So uh, again, make sure you uh, stick around for those guys uh, as the, uh, the uh, <laughs> guest uh, guest appearance uh, from LeVar Arrington. Always, uh, always fun. Uh, I kid. That's my guy. Uh, Sticks. Uh, have a lot of fun with him in studio. Uh, a lot of fun that cannot be uh, repeated on the air. Get loose. Uh, in studio as well, too. Uh, all right. So uh, I got absolutely jobbed. <laughs> I got jobbed by the NFL. Like, there's a lot of people out there that want to complain about where about their lot in life when it comes to the NFL. Like, oh, my team got screwed. NFL's out to get me. Blah blah blah. Hit job. I paid us all this crap. Nobody got screwed like I got screwed last week. All right, so I, I go one and two. It's one of my rare losing weeks this season. Um, but the way I lost the final two games, I had the Bengals plus two and the Bills plus three and a half. So not only did I have to lose both those games, I had to sit there. And watch them both lose simultaneous because those were the two overtime games that ended with touchdowns and overtime. So there was no opportunity to cover a spread. God forbid. No opportunity uh, because both teams lost on touchdowns and overtime. Uh, so I didn't I didn't get bailed out by the three and a half with the Bills thinking, okay, if they lose by a field goal, I'm fine. No, no, no. Just a long touchdown pass like the, you know, the 7,000th or whatever it is for Tom Brady. So I had to lose in double barrel fashion. One and two last week puts me at 23-11-1 on the season. Uh, right now, though, it's time to get back up on the horse, as they say, and it's time to roll. Lock it. Let's lock in. And now, and now, Knox Locks. Cowboys and Giants. 
I like the Dallas Cowboys minus six in the first half, and here's why. There's been a lot of conversation about the slumping Dak Prescott, the offense isn't right, so on and so forth. If you're Dak Prescott's comments this week, he's not happy about it. You know Mike McCarthy and company aren't happy about it. The offensive coordinator's being asked questions. Jerry Jones is doing weekly hits about it. I think Dallas finds themselves. I think Dallas gets it together, especially early on to make a statement. I like the Cowboys minus six in the first half. Texans at Jaguars. This is an awful pick, an absolutely brutal pick. Uh, I'm going to take the Houston Texans uh, plus five and a half on the road at Jacksonville. Just, uh, just on principle, I don't like the way Urban Meyer has been covered by the media. I don't like that the media is now trying to kiss Daryl Bevel's ass, the same guy they ripped for calling a pass play instead of running the football with Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl. I'm not a big fan of it. I think it's garbage. I realize I'm going to lose this bet, but just on principle, I've got morals here. All right, I, 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 I stand for something. I'm going to bet the Houston Texans plus five and a half at the worst run organization in the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Falcons at 49ers. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons getting nine and a half on the road at San Francisco. Atlanta somehow is a game under 500, but when it comes to betting purposes, they're 5-1 and one against the spread their last six games on the road. I think this is a spot they can take competitive. It might take a backdoor cover, but give me the Falcons plus 9.5. And, and that is the Week 15 edition of Knox Locks. Uh, it's been a fun show. I want to thank Iowa Sam, Ryan Bershinger, and Kevin Figures, and most of all, you for taking part in the program. Keep it here. Up on Game is next here on FSR. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.